And now, for the show reflecting on classic radio, Hollywood 360, with your host, Carl Amari. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr, and suits so fine they made Sinatra look like a hobo. This your place, Carl? Yeah, what do you think? Really? It's really awful. But I have a lot of things that are on order. You know, credit trouble. Pay more attention to your schoolwork and listen to the radio. You always listen to the radio. It's different. Our lives are ruined already. Eagle Whistler. self-destruct in five seconds. Hello, everyone. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents the best in classic radio. This hour on Hollywood 360, William Boyd stars as cowboy good guy Hopalong Cassidy from 1951. Then Mickey Rooney stars as Andy Hardy on part one of a comedy episode of The Hardy Family from 1950. With me to help present these radio classics is my co-host, Lisa Wolf. What's up, Vivacious hey, Lisa? Hey, Carl. Gosh, look at those dimples, Mike. I see them. Man. I'm trying not to smile. There's, there's a lot of light in the studio, and I can see way down deep into your dimple crevices. I'll just have to stop smiling. There's some lint in there. If Pull there's that no lint smiling, out, there's, no, there's no creases, right? That's true. Don't smile. I'm going to stop smiling. That give me something it. to pull that lint out of the cre- crevices. Oh, no. Here, let me get some tweezers out <laughs> no, of my bag. That's not deep enough. You, okay. need a re- you need some kind of a, a pliers of some sort. Uh, all right, Lisa. That's a bad visual. <laughs> it's just really gross. It really is a bad visual. You're right. Let's have a more happy visual when we tune into Hop Along Cassidy. How's that? That's much better. We'll have the theater of the mind visual of William Boyd as cowboy good guy Hop Along Cassidy. This Western series came to radio in 1950, lasted until 1952. His sidekick was California Carlson, played by Andy Clyde. This series was produced by Walter White. And in all, 66 Hopalong Cassidy films were produced in the mid-1940s. William Boyd thought that the future for Hoppy was in TV, so he purchased the rights to his films for $350,000 back in the 1940s. And then he edited his films into 25-minute TV broadcasts. And on June 24, 1949, Hopalong Cassidy became the first network Western TV show earning Boyd millions of dollars in the process. And, of course, then they made a radio version as well because it was doing so well on TV. And that's what we have for you right now. Let's go back to a broadcast date of March 10th, 1951. This is called The Boss of Vinegar Bend. It stars William Boyd as Hop Along Cassidy. With action and suspense out of the Old West comes the most famous hero of them all, Hop Along Cassidy, starring William Boyd. The ring of the silver spurs heralds the most amazing man ever to ride the prairies of the early West. Hopalong Cassidy. The same Hoppy you cheer in motion pictures. And the same California you've laughed at a million times. Raw courage and quick shooting have built a legend around this famous hero. Hopalong is a name to be feared, respected, and admired. For this great cowboy rides the trails of adventure and excitement. William Boyd as Hopalong Cassidy and Andy Clyde as California. Well, Hoppy, what about our story? This is called The Boss of Vinegar Bend. It's one that began one morning when California and I were on our way back to the Bar 20 from the Dry Plains. 
We were taking it easy through a particularly rough section of country when we spotted two big Conestoga wagons bouncing and rocking along, headed apparently for a land of rocky gorges, mesquite, and snakes. Hoppy, what you think them Connies are doing heading that way? No business of ours, California, but it does seem strange. It's sure no land for nesters. No trail there, either. Hoppy, you, you know I ain't curious, and I'm always willing to mind my own business. Uh, of course, that's the kind of a feller I am, but, uh, no, well, couldn't we just, uh... <laughs> All right, California. We'll ease over that way and say howdy. But mind you, no prying into their affairs. Now, as if I'd do a thing like that, huh? <laughs> Let's go, huh? <laughs> Hello, the wagon! Hello there! Well, I'll be darned if it ain't female. Well, I'll be danged if it ain't men, folks. Howdy. Howdy. I'm Mrs. Oates. That's my daughter driving t'other wagon. You driving out here all alone? Yep. My old man up and died quite a piece back right after we shook the dust of Tennessee. Got her name Judy. Where are you all heading? I got some corn pone you're welcome to. Uh, 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 Hoppy, uh, what's she talking about? Shh. Glad to meet you, Mrs. Oates. My name's Hopalong Cassidy. This is my partner, California Carlson. Cassidy. Cassidy? Mm-hmm. You ain't in a relation to them ornery Kentucky Cassidy's, be you? <laughs> no, I reckon you ain't. Last one of them got shot for stealing hogs. Sure you wouldn't care for some corn pone. Uh, 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 Hoppy, you say so. Uh, no, thanks. No, thanks. I'm Mrs. Oates. You seem to be headed into some rough country. Are you sure it's where you want to go? Well, sure, I'm sure. Got me a ranch just behind them rocky gorges. My old man paid Mr. Skaggs $11,000 for it. 11000 for a ranch behind the gorges? Mrs. Oates, do you suppose you could get this Mr. Skaggs to cancel the deal? Now, why should I do that? I want me a fine ranch. But those gorges don't end till they hit the mountains. Those are badlands. What? Mr. Cassidy, that $11,000 was our whole life savings. Well, maybe Skaggs would give your money back. Not that critter. Calls himself boss of Vinegar Bend. Told me the deal was legal and binding no matter if my husband was passed on. He didn't want no corn pone, neither. Uh, Mrs. Oates, uh, Judy, I'm afraid you're in for a real shock. If your ranch is in those badlands, it's not worth a tenth of what you paid for it. Mr. Cassidy, what are you saying? Just that you've been swindled, cheated. That ranch of yours is worthless. No. No, he wouldn't. Mr. Cassidy, that can't be. I ain't got no more money to get home on. Ain't got no home to get to. Judy and I... Now, Mrs. Oates... Suppose I have a talk with this skag. Oh, thanks, Mr. Cassidy. Thanks. Hoppy, I get a hunch this'll mean bad trouble. On their way to the Bar 20, Hoppy and California meet a Mrs. Oates, a widow, and her daughter, Judy, heading into the Badlands west of Vinegar Bend. When the woman finds out that they have been swindled, Hoppy offers to help. Now they're all nearing the broken-down shacks that comprise the woman's ranch house. Well, at least there's something to live in, Mrs. Oates. Sure ain't what Mr. Skaggs said it was. You see my cows any place, Mr. Cassidy? Cows? You mean there were cattle included in your deal? Well, sure. What kind of a ranch is it without cows? Skaggs said there was a thousand head of beef on this ranch. Oh, my gosh. She means maverick. Yeah, you're right, California. Mrs. Oates, these gorges and breaks hold a lot of cattle, but they're ones who have gone wild. They're mavericks. Rounding them up is expensive. It's tough and dangerous work. Well, I can ride. So can my daughter. Lady, ain't no women gonna round up wild mavericks. He's right, Mrs. Oates. Mavericks that have become used to freedom are killers. No, you and Judy try to make the place livable. California will stay and help while I ride in and see Skag. Well, one thing more you ought to know, Mr. Cassidy. 
Mr. Skaggs holds a $5,000 mortgage on this place still. Reckon he planned to get it back and swindle somebody else with it like he did my old man and me. Oh, fine. You don't even have a clear title. Well, now, maybe with the help of a strong man, I could get the place on a paying basis somehow. You be a strong man, Mr. Cassidy. Uh, I'm going to see Skaggs. I'll, I'll see you later. Mighty upstanding figure of a man. But I reckon he don't hanker for a double harness. Uh, Mr. Carlson, now you ain't such a great catch, but can you plow a straight fur? Uh, uh, me? Uh, oh, no, ma'am. Uh, you see, I, uh, hoppy, hoppy! <laughs> Pardon me, but where do I find Skaggs? I am Mr. Caldwell Skaggs, sir. Banker, mayor, land agent, and at your service. You here to put in or draw out of the bank? Uh, draw out, I guess. Name's Cassidy. Hop along, Cassidy. Fine, fine. Uh, uh, no, it isn't either. You have no account here. I know, but you sold a parcel of Badlands to the Oates family for $11,000. Plus a 5000 mortgage. The total was 16000 Yeah, well, Henry Oates died. His widow and child are out there now. It was a neat swindle, but don't you think some of that money should be given back to them? Some... <laughs> oh, that is a good one. Give the money back? What on earth for? To keep them from starving for one slight reason. I assure you, Mr. Cassidy, their starvation is a matter of total indifference to me. Good day. You know, I'm working up a great dislike for you, Skaggs, and I think maybe it's time your business deals were taken up in court. Yes, Step into my office, Mr. Cassidy. Perhaps we should discuss this more fully. Hiya, Mr. Skaggs. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know you were bringing in a customer. Don't leave, Toller. This is Mr. Cassidy, and he's hardly a customer. Mr. Cassidy, is, this is my um, assistant, Vic Toller. Glad to meet Cassidy. Well, hello, Toller. Haven't they hung you yet? Not yet, Cassidy. Uh, gentlemen, uh, you've met before? Yeah, we've met. He was in Cottonwood when I drilled a guy for calling me a killer. Cassidy helped run me out of town. Oh, is that so? Oh, well. You seem to be a strange sort of banker, Scraggs. Hiring gunslingers like Toller. I have a hunch a good investigation of you is going to prove downright interesting. Scraggs, you better let me get rid of this guy. He's Moy Mallow. He's bad medicine. And he swings a lot of weight back in his home range. You're wearing guns, Toller? Why don't you, you want to try now? Uh, no. Well, not right now. Aye, you must be a tough one, Cassidy. Toller doesn't usually fear a test of his peculiar, uh, shall we say, talents. Oh, uh, I'm not afraid of him, Mr. Skaggs. Congratulations on your courage. But perhaps we'd better take care of Mr. Cassidy in a more, uh, legal way. What? Give me your gun. Well, uh... Sure, here. Hold it, Skaggs. Calm yourself, Cassidy. I have no intentions of shooting you. Only doing this. Oh! Oh! You hit me, Mr. Skaggs. What did you have to hit me for? Sorry, Toller. I had to have a little evidence. Hmm, that split cheek and jaw should do it. You know, I don't care if you want to slaughter your help, Skaggs, but it doesn't settle the matter I came in on. You will care, Mr. Cassidy. You see, I've just witnessed your brutal assault on poor Mr. Toller here. My assault? Yours. At least that's how it will be presented to Sheriff Williams unless you ride out of town and stay out. And as I happen to own the sheriff, as I own everything in Vinegar Bend, I would advise you not to test the case against you. 
Attempted murder, or assault with a deadly weapon, if you prefer, carries a nice long prison sentence. Now get out. I'll go for now, but I'll be coming back, Skaggs, to answer those charges in full. Oh, Hoppy, this is awful. You hiding out from the law, Skaggs turning the whole town again, you? We better get fast. No, that's just what Skaggs wants me to do. But first, I'm going to try a little scheme that may take the load off Mrs. Oates here. Oh, now, Hoppy, don't you fret about me. My old man was a big sucker for buying this ranch, sight unseen, dern. His furs were so straight, rest his soul. Uh, Hoppy, what's the plan you was talking about? With Mrs. Oates' permission, California, we're going to round up enough mavericks out of the drawers and brush around here to pay off Skag. Now, that'd be nice. I could maybe sell it to a sucker myself then. Yeah, no, no, Mrs. Oates. Uh, Hoppy, you're getting local. Why, we'd need 30 men to round up them. No, we won't, California. All we need is a few matches. Uh, now, what are you thinking of, us and matches? I did a little scouting around, California. There's a big clear can north of here with a wide entrance and a goose neck. You and I are going to make a big rim of fire and the mesquite circling it. As it burns in, every maverick in the area will be forced into that canyon. Sure, and show the fire. No, that's the easy part. The canyon is rock-walled. We'll make a big fire break in the goose neck. The fire will be stopped there. Won't do any harm, and it should net us quite a few head of mavericks. So we have a herd of cattle, huh? And now, uh, how are the two of us going to haze them to market? Uh, they're going to be so wild, a cap going to send them stampeding. Well, we'll have to make it somehow, California. Well, you're the doctor, Hoppy. I'll sure do my bit to mess up this skag. Well, there goes the last of them, Hoppy. The fire will hit the goose neck in another ten minutes. Uh, how many you figure we got in that camp? Uh, I'd say we rounded up about 500 of the meanest, toughest steers in the state. Uh, 500, eh? Uh, hey, with cattle going at $18 a head, we'll get more than the 5000 we need. No, these aren't prime steers. We'll be lucky to get $10, $12 a head. But that'll do it. Well, I'm sure glad this is over with. It's been the hottest darn work I've ever done, keeping that fire under control. Round up on the bar 20 is going to seem like a picnic after this. As soon as that fire dies, we'll have to block that entrance so the steers will be penned in. We can start hazing them to the railroad tomorrow. Uh, man, I'll bet that skag sombre will be whopping mad when he hears about this. What the... California, you hit? No, no. No, I'm all right, but get this darn dead horse off of me. Where'd those shots come from? And the smoke, who can tell? He may try again. Keep down. Who's getting up? I guess he's gone. But one thing's sure, that guy killed your horse was playing for keeps. Oh, why, now, that's real comforting, Huffman. Uh, tomorrow we'll get an early start with the herd. I have a feeling that those shots came from a friend of Skaggs. We got cattle, but getting them to market is going to be a different matter. Better take the other point as soon as we leave the canyon. Let the drag go. That don't make me mad. I sure hate to eat dust. Come on, doggies. Ramble. Hiya. And be careful of those horns. These critters really carry bad ones. Turn right away. I can see 500 arguments for short horns right in front of us. Get up, you lazy doggie. Uh, do I have to tail you up? Hiya. Hiya. All right, California, we're all clear. I'll take this point. Right. I'll cut around back of the herd and take the other. Hope they keep moving like this. Say we'll make it in eight days easy. California, look out back there. Those men. Well, they're trying to stampede us. Those cattle are headed for the cliff. Trying nothing. They're doing it. Come on. 
trying to save the herd of maverick cattle he and California rounded up from the Badlands for Mrs. Oates, Hoppy raced off in an attempt to stop the stampeding steers, frightened by strange men who fired guns into the drag. We find Hoppy and California resting at Mrs. Oates' ranch. Well, we don't need to be told who was back of that stampede. Well, that finishes the Oates family as ranchers, losing all them cattle over the cliff. Yeah, I'm afraid it does. Uh, wait a minute. Remember something you said before, something about selling this place to another sucker. Oh, no, Hoppy, we ain't crooks. No, but Skaggs is, and he's a greedy one. Now, if we could just use his own greed against him. California, bring me a pencil and paper. Huh? Oh, sure, sure, Hoppy. Here's one over here. Oh, you gonna write to her? Uh, thanks. A friend of mine over at the Sh- uh, Sherlock Mines. And you got a hard, fast ride. How long do you think it'll take you to make it over there and back? Mm, it's nearly 60 miles, yeah. Three days? Maybe two if I can keep going. I'll keep going, then. Bring back the stuff he gives you, and we'll see if Skaggs can't be a sucker for his own bait. Here. I'm on my way, Hoppy. I hope this idea works. Morning, Hoppy. You feeling like some grub? I sure do. Now, who can that be? Good morning, Mrs. Oates. Uh, Cassidy, I'm Sheriff Williams. You ready to come to jail, peaceable? What do you care how he comes? Take him. Why don't you take me, Skag? Shut up. I don't soil my hands with trash. Go on, Sheriff. Sure, Miss Skaggs. I'm going. Hold her get those guns of his. Uh, Miss Oates, you better get out. Cassidy's got the address. Mr. Skaggs, why are you doing this? He ain't hurt you none. Oh, hush, woman. He's a little too smart, that's all. After a couple of years in jail, he'll learn to keep his nose out of my business. There you be, Cassidy. Hope you'll be comfortable. Thanks a lot. Tell me, Sheriff, how does it feel to be bought? Now, Cassidy, don't go insulting me. As long as Skaggs owns the bank in the town, I'll trail along with him and keep my job. Well, uh, see you later. Don't look in any mirrors, Sheriff. You might get a bad shock. Hoppy. What? Who's that? It's me, California. I'm at the window. California, where did you get back? I hit the ranch right after they took you away. Did you get the stuff all right? Sure, but, but here, I'll bring you a file and a gun. Just keep them. I'm not breaking jail just yet. Now, listen close. I want you to ride back to the ranch. Tell Mrs. Oates to be prepared to get an offer from Skaggs for her place. What? Why? He won't offer... Shh! He will. But tell her to hold out for a profit. Tell her she'll have Skaggs by the tail. Well, Hoppy, you talk crazy. Why would Skaggs do a thing like offering her a profit? That's where you come in. Take that shotgun and other stuff out to that overhanging rock north of the ranch house. Then do this. Well, howdy, Sheriff. How's our prisoner? Okay, I reckon, Miss Skaggs. You want to see him? Yes, I think you would. I have a little news for him. Well, sure. Come on. He's right in here, Miss Skaggs. Hey. Uh, call me when you're done. I will. What do you want, Skaggs? Oh, I've just come to gloat a little, Cassidy. And to tell you to get some prayers together. You're going to die awful soon. Yeah? To be blunt, yeah. Tola's been telling me about those friends of yours back on your home range. I don't think it would be safe to let you go around spreading stories. Might cause me a little embarrassment. Only about 20 years in the calaboose. You'll love it. It'll be nice and quiet. 
<laughs> you kill me. Never give up Cassidy. Well, maybe Toller's gun will change your mind. He's been made a deputy sheriff. Going to take you over to the county seat tomorrow. And I get shot in the back trying to escape. You know, Skaggs, you lack imagination. Mr. Skaggs, Mr. Skaggs. What is it, Toller? A guy just found gold on that oats ranch. He did what? Why, you're crazy, Toller. Uh, go, go, go sleep it off. No, no, I, I tell you, it's the truth. He's a prospector. He just rolled into town and drunker than two hoot owls and a barrel of moonshine. Uh, he spotted off about a finally hitting pay dirt and he flashed a sack of rocks that are full of gold veins. Well, say you said they was high grade. You sound like you've been chewing loco weed, Toller. Gold? Gold? Toller, I'll kill you if you're lying to me. Uh, where's the prospector now? I slugged him and I got him tied up in your office. Why, he even told me where he found the gold. And it ain't far from that Oates ranch house. Well, that means we have to get that ranch back fast before Mrs. Oates finds out. Sheriff, get me out of here! That's part one of Hop Along Cassidy. More after these words. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Hi, this is Carl Amari. I've started the Classic Radio Club, where each month you'll receive 10 of the greatest shows of all time on five CDs in a collector case. Join now and receive your first five-CD collection of 10 classic radio shows, regularly priced at $39.95 for only $4.99. Each month I'll hand-select 10 more of the greatest classic radio shows of all time from my library of 100,000 shows and send them to you on five CDs. And I promise they'll be superior sound quality and you'll never receive a duplicate show. Log on to ClassicRadioClub.com and we'll rush you your first five-CD collection with ten of the greatest classic radio shows of all time for only $4.99. Your first collection will feature Abbott and Costello, Sam Spade, Dimension X, Escape, Fibber McGee and Molly, Gunsmoke, Have Gun Will Travel, Inner Sanctum, Jack Benny, and Suspense. You're going to love the Classic Radio Club. Learn how to join at ClassicRadioClub.com. That's ClassicRadioClub.com. Hey fans of Classic Radio, Carl Amari here. I've created a free app just for you. Get 10 Classic Radio shows free in the Classic Radio Shows app. Plus, there are many more shows available for in-app purchase. You can get your free Classic Radio Shows app in the Google Play Store or the Apple Store. The easiest way to get your free app is to log on to Hollywood360radio.com and scroll down to the Classic Radio Shows app banner and click either the Google link or the Apple link. Don't miss out. Get your free Classic Radio Shows app today. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. Now let's get back to Hop Along Cassidy. Sheriff, how about a nice game of casino? Eh? You're a cool one. Ain't you figured out what Skaggs has got in mind for you? <laughs> yeah. But he's working on a bigger deal right now. Oh, was that why he tore out of town like the devil was after him? There's only one thing that could make Skaggs move that fast. Money. You seem to know your owner, Sheriff. I know him well enough. And stop insulting me. <laughs> I'm just a politician, that's all. Skaggs owns the bank, the bank owns the vote, and the votes tell me what to do. But that... Huh. Hi, Sheriff. Well, I've come to take the prisoner. Oh, Toller, when'd you get back? I thought you and Mr. Skaggs were out there. We were. Mr. Skaggs is finishing his business with old lady Oates over at the bank. Now open up Cassidy's cell. 
He's due for a ride. A nice, long ride. I... I don't... Well, all right, Toler, but I don't like this business. Sorry, Cassidy. Oh, you put up a nice fight, Sheriff. Thanks a lot. Shut up and get moving. There's Mr. Skaggs. Hi, boss. Got the papers all signed? Yes. Yes, I'm the owner of that gold mine. Legal and proper. <laughs> well, funny I've been pinching dollars at the bank when all the time I had a fortune waiting for me to grab. Hey, excuse me. Some woman is waving for me to come over. Oh. Oh, yes, that's Mrs. Oates. Go on, Sheriff. See what she wants. But keep your mouth shut. You know, Skaggs, you have a shock coming to you. Oh, shut up, you stupid cowhand. You think you can rile me when I've just become the owner of millions in gold? Have you? I hope you didn't pay her too much profit on that ranch. You didn't get a gold mine, you see. Don't waste my time with lies. I saw the whole side of an overhang covered with gold flecks. Sure, that's known as salting if you use miners' lingo. What? My pal California fired a few shotgun loads of gold dust into that overhang, Skaggs, and then impersonated a drunken prospector. Are you lying? Say, boss, he's crazy, ain't he? That ain't possible. Go on, tell him he's crazy. Ha, ha, ha. no use, Toller. Your boss man has been taken. He was immune to a lot of things, but a little salt on his tail brought him down. Well, no, it can't be. Why, why, why if it's true, I'm ruined. No, no. Uh, Toller, kill him. We'll see who laughs last. You'll be right here, boss. But that's local. Everything's local, Toller. But he's not going to get a chance to laugh at me. Kill him. Shoot him in the middle so I can see him die slow. Okay, if you say so. This is one killer I think I'll like. You ready, Cassidy? I'm going to give you a real bad tummy ache. Oh, wait up. I've got you covered. Cassidy, you all right? Sure, thanks for plugging this rat toller. Uh, him? Well, he'll live to confess. But I didn't shoot. It was Mrs. Oates here. What? Sure. I was carrying my old man's horse pistol. Don't know why he bought this darn pistol, anyhow. Never could hit the side of a barn. Plowed a mighty straight furrow, though, rest his soul. Take that vermin to jail, Sheriff. Uh, yes, ma'am. Come on, Skag. No, no, I'm the boss of this town, I tell you. I own a gold mine. You you can't put me in jail. It's a frame-up. Man, don't he yell, <laughs> pretty. Do your duty, Sheriff. You yes, ma'am, I'm a planning to. But she robbed me. I've been swindled, I tell you, Sheriff. Arrest her. Now, now, you Arrest. just come along peacefully. Or I'll belt you one across the skull and drag you. Now move. I've been cheated. <laughs> Sheriff, you can't arrest me. She's the one. She and Cassidy. My, my. I reckon that poor man don't recollect. I tried to tell him there weren't no gold on my ranch. More I insisted, more he kept offering. Wish my old man could have seen me dickering. He didn't have no head for figures, but he sure... I know. He plowed a mighty straight furrow, though. Why, now, <laughs> however did you know that? Never mind. There's one thing that kind of puzzles me, though. How come the sheriff turned so obedient? He acted like you owned him. Well, I reckon I do, in a way. Things is all switched around, Hoppy. That Skaggs got so excited, what with wanting my ranch so terrible, 
He swapped me his whole bank for the property. Well, <laughs> well doggone. <laughs> then you do own Sheriff Williams. Sure. What that crook don't know is that he's due to be a prisoner along with Skaggs just as soon as I can find an honest man to be the new sheriff. Reckon you'd care for a little corn pone now? <laughs> We'd love some, boss. Boss? Me? Why, sure. Mrs. Oates, you're boss of Vinegar Bend now. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that was quite a twist to the ending of another one of Hoppy's exciting stories. But wait until you hear the next one. It's called Land of the Gunhawks, and Hoppy and California really get themselves mixed up in a thrilling adventure when they encounter the dangerous masked bandit known as Three Jacks. So be sure to be with us for the next episode of Hopalong Cassidy. Hopalong Cassidy, starring William Boyd, is transcribed and produced in the West by Walter White, Jr. The Boss of Vinegar Bend was written by Herb Purdom. All stories are based upon the characters created by Clarence E. Mulford. This is a Commodore production. And that's Hop Along Cassidy from March 10th, 1951, with the boss of Vinegar Bend, starring William Boyd. Also in the cast, Andy Clyde. That was a syndicated radio broadcast. In just a moment, it's part one of the Hardy family. But I do want to remind all of our listeners about Remind Magazine, our main sponsor here on Hollywood 360. This is a magazine for you folks. It's all about nostalgia. And this magazine has puzzles and prizes and movie reviews and music and trivia, all kinds of nostalgic fun. You will love Remind Magazine. And the best way to get Remind Magazine is to go to their website. Just go to RemindMagazine.com. I also write an article for every issue of Remind Magazine called Radio 360. I have a blast doing it. So do check out our uh, our whole schedule is in there and my article every single month in Remind Magazine. You can also pick up a copy of Remind at any Barnes & Noble store or any Walmart store across the country. But as I said, the best way to get the magazine is to go to their website, which is remindmagazine.com. Great magazine. You will love it. Check it out. All right. It's time now for The Hardy Family. This was a comedy drama. Came to radio in 1949. Mickey Rooney reprised his MGM film role of Andy Hardy in a radio series aptly named The Hardy Family. Rooney was accompanied by most of the film stars, including Louis Stone and Faye Holden, as his parents. Now, the radio series was set in Carville, USA, in a small Midwestern town. The series maintained the same high-quality, family-friendly fare as the film series. The casts also included Richard Crenna as Andy's best friend and Eleanor Tannen as Andy's best girl. It lasted until 1952. We have a broadcast for you now from January 10, 1950. This is called the Junior Chamber of Commerce. It stars Mickey Rooney, part one of The Hardy Family. From Hollywood, here's Mickey Rooney, Louis Stone, and Faye Holden in The Hardy Family. We're proud to present The Hardy Family, based on the famous Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer motion picture series, which brought delight to millions and reflected the common joys and tribulations of the average American family. And now, here are the same great stars in the parts they created on the screen, Louis Stone, Mickey Rooney, and Faye Holden, The Hardy Family. 
Well, I guess I'm one of the few men in the world who can tell at 7 o'clock in the morning how the rest of the day is going to work out. If my son Andrew comes to the breakfast table bubbling over with enthusiasm, ready to go out and lick the world, I know there's going to be trouble that day. That's why I usually try to come down a few minutes ahead of time, have my coffee before I get the prediction for the day. Uh, Emily? Yes, Dan? I think the bell on the stove is ringing. My three-minute egg must be done. Oh, no, dear. I set the car for two minutes. Two minutes? Yes, that way, when the bell rings, I still have another minute to take care of anything I might be doing. <laughs> How do you know when the other minute's up? Oh, silly. I look at my wristwatch. That's quite an idea. I can see now I've never been able to boil an egg right. Oh, James, and before Andy comes down, don't forget, today is his birthday and we're giving him a surprise party tonight. I remember, I remember, Emily. I remember, don't give anything away. Not a word about his birthday. Uh, just, uh, yes, 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 Emily. Ah, good, good morning, Mom and Dad. What a day! This is the kind of a day I wake up, smell that fresh air, see that glorious sun and shout, Good morning, world! I'll lick you today, world! <laughs> it's a good thing the world doesn't hear you. Well, I guess the greater part of it does. Uh, well, 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 look, Dad, before I go to work, could we have a little talk? That won't be necessary, Andrew. Here's a dollar. Gosh, thanks. <laughs> but, uh, we didn't have our talk. Wasn't that what you wanted to talk about? Yeah, I didn't want to borrow a buck until payday, but I had a 15-minute speech prepared to get it. <laughs> Don't you even want to hear part of it? Well, now, you see, Andy, your father gave you that dollar today because uh, this ha- Emily, Emily, don't... Uh... Oh. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Well, thanks again, Dad. By the way, if you'll read this little piece in this morning's paper, you'll see why I need the money today. Here, mm-hmm. read it, read it, read it. Well, uh, it says here, last night in precious ceremonies, Andrew J. Hardy, young businessman of Carville, son of Judge Mr. James Hardy, was duly accepted and installed as a member of the... Carvel Junior Chamber of Commerce. That's right. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, congratulations. Ah, thanks. It was bound to happen sooner or later. (laughs) (laughs) I was given one of the more important jobs with the CFC. Oh, Andy, you joined the Knights of Columbus, too? Uh, (laughs) Emily. Emily. C of C. That's the Chamber of Commerce. Of course. (laughs) I've been named official greeter for the organization. Meet any visiting dignitaries to the city. Attend official receptions. You know, all the things which require somebody who can put up a classy front. (laughs) I see. And you have the classiest front in the C of C, huh? Uh, Wait until you hear who I'm playing host to today, too, Dad. Hmm? Miss Inga Ludwig, the international skiing champion. She's stopping in town to give a skiing demonstration at Miller's Sporting Goods Store. Skiing? Uh Uh-huh. But, Andy, there's no snow in Miller's store. I know. It's going to be tough sledding. <laughs> Get it, Mom? No snow, tough sledding. That's pretty good. <laughs> you mean that you've been appointed to show this famous lady around? That's right, Dad. Meet her, pose for a few pictures in the store, take her to lunch, pose for a few more pictures. Oh, I can certainly see why you needed that extra dollar. No, no, the, the dollar's for myself, Dad. The chamber gave me the money to show Miss Ludwig around. Uh. They cleaned out the treasury for this event. I certainly hope Miss Ludwig will get a favorable impression of Carvel on a dollar and thirty-five cents. Oh, hello, Andy. Hi, Polly. Uh, have you read this morning's paper yet? By I chance? certainly have. Uh? Oh, I'm so proud of you. A member of the Junior Chamber of Commerce. Hey, I tell you, Polly, what with my work and all my social activities, the days just aren't long enough. Andy, hmm? 
Is this a way of leading up to saying that you can't see me tonight? Gosh, no. It's the days that are short. I've got plenty of long nights to spare. <laughs> well, it's a good thing. That date tonight is very important. All right. Say, Polly, I've got something important to tell you. May, may I come in? Well, sure. Uh, thank you. <clears throat> uh, come over and sit down on the Davenport. Uh, uh, thank you. Uh, uh. <clears throat> a lot of women aren't very understanding about certain things. I mean, if some girls were to hear that their boyfriends took another girl to lunch... They'd become very jealous. Yes? Polly, I have to take Inga Ludwig, the international skiing champion, to lunch today. It's for the junior chamber of commerce, of course. Well, thanks, Polly. I knew you'd understand. See you later. Andy Hardy? Yeah? Take a look at this picture in yesterday's paper. There, yeah? Oh, all right. Wow! Who is that gorgeous creature? Get a load of that bathing suit. Who is it? Miss America? That Andrew Hardy is Miss Inga Ludwig. Huh? The international skiing champion. Gosh, she must freeze to death skiing like that. <laughs> this is the girl you're going to eat lunch with today. Oh, no, I'm not. Who could eat sitting next to something like that? <laughs> if you get all silly over this girl... Now, now, Polly, I told you this was strictly business. Just a simple social function. What could happen at lunch? She's just an ordinary girl who happens to look like an angel. And ski like a champion. What does that mean to me? Oh, silly. What can I possibly see in her? Well, I must admit you're not a very ideal couple. It says in the paper that she's 25 years old and stands six feet two. Six feet two? <laughs> Polly. Polly, let's not fight this thing. She's bigger than both of us. <laughs> Well, Andrew, I only granted a short recess in court. What do you want to see me about so urgently? Dad, I, I just got to have a man-to-man -man talk with you. I thought we avoided that talk at the breakfast table this morning. I don't need money, Dad. I need the advice of an older man, someone who's sophisticated, been around, knows the ways of women and the world. You think I fit that description? Well, you're certainly older than me. <laughs> now, for a minute, you had me feeling quite like a scoundrel. Dad, this girl I've got to meet today, she... She's sensational. This presents a whole new problem. I, I can't just brush a doll like this off with a little lunch. Just how do you treat a famous, beautiful athlete? Well, just the same as if she were unattractive, I should think. Dad, let me in on some of the secrets, huh? You must have gotten around in your day, huh? Well, in my day, I got around in a horse and buggy. <laughs> I'm afraid we didn't cover much ground then. Man to man, and just between us, weren't you ever introduced to a breathtaking beauty? Well, man to man, yes. Once. What did you do? Just about what you do, I imagine. Dad, I'm surprised at you. <laughs> I never thought of you in that light. Well, uh, I believe I kissed her hand the very first night I took her home. That's the light I always thought of you in. <laughs> Dad, this terrific beauty you met, what did you talk about? Well, first I was pretty tongue-tied. Then I broke the ice by asking her if she'd marry me. That's murder. My gosh, you can get in trouble with an approach like that. Wait, 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 wait. suppose she took you up. Well, she did. What? Ever since that time, I haven't had a bit of trouble talking to her. There she is. That's Angel Ludwig over there, Andy. Come on, Bill. Okay. I'll greet her and then you get some pictures of her. 
Hey, she's a tall one, isn't she? You'll have to photograph her in sections. Uh, Miss Ludwig, uh, Miss Ludwig. Yeah, yeah, I am Miss Ludwig. Uh, uh, how do you do? I'm Andrew Hardy, uh, Junior Chamber of Commerce. Oh, such a small chamber of commerce. <laughs> yeah, well, on behalf of the city of Carvel, I, I am here to welcome you and extend the warmest hospitality. No brass bands. In London, there were brass bands. Oh, I'm going to take you over to Miller's Sporting Goods store. The crowd and the band will be waiting there. Crowds, I loathe crowds. Just bands, I like. Good. We always have bands for big celebrities, and I must say you're the biggest celebrity I ever... <laughs> I like you. You're so cute. So yumping up and down. Just trying to get a good look at your face. <laughs> Can you get a couple of shots of Miss Ludwig beside all her, her luggage here? Yeah, right. Yeah. All right, now uh, face a little to the left, please, Miss Ludwig. A little to the left. Uh, thank you. There we are. Uh, Mr. Hardy, uh? you may stand beside me. Oh, oh, thank you. <laughs> you may put your arm around me. Shouldn't I be shaking hands with you? Something like Would you rather? Kind of ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah, there, how's, how's that, huh? Perhaps you should put both arms around me like a hole, a, a big hole of grease. <laughs> Boy, do, do you know how to pose for a picture? How's this, Bill? Oh, fine, fine. And now, Mr. Hardy, I will plant a kiss of greeting on your cheek. Oh, that's, that's great, folks. Hold it. That's it. <laughs> May we go now, Mr. Hardy? The picture is over. Huh? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Mr. Hardy, the hog is now also over. Oh, oh excuse me, that's right. <laughs> and now we go where the band will play, huh? Oh, no, 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 not yet. I'm taking you to lunch first, Miss Ludwig. Uh, Mr. Hardy, yes. you may call me Ingeborg. Uh, and uh, you may call me... And the bone. <laughs> uh, my name is Bill. Your job is finished. See you later, Billboard. <laughs> well, Ingeborg, shall we tie on the feedback? Oh, and you are so sophisticated. Oh, yeah. You remind me of a very dear friend of mine in New York. Oh, really? Yeah. He is so delightful. Lives in a luxurious penthouse high above the city. Resemblance is amazing. <laughs> Often we dine alone in his place at night. Yeah, by candlelight. Uh-huh. There is soft music on champagne, and sometimes we dance a little. Guy's enough like me to be my twin brother. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, uh, Ingeborg, I often do those things, too. Oh, no, I'll be light. Of course, I don't live in an apartment. Got a complete house. Oh, how uh, quaint. Lots of nights I dine by candlelight with soft music. Soft music. Green, Debussy, Spike Jones. <laughs> you are romanticists too. Sometimes I dance a little too. And uh, who do you do all this with? Uh, nobody, but it's terribly sophisticated. <laughs> I would love to dine at your place by candlelight. How about tonight? Yeah, yeah. I break away from the boring public demonstration early and be at your place by 8 o'clock. Fine. Uh, I'll be there, too. <laughs> and your place is quiet, a place where we can escape people. Well, it's not usually, but I'll, I'll see that it is tonight. 
Uh, what would you like for, for chow? Uh, dinner. Oh, I, I'd rather not know. You surprise me. Swell, I promise you, you'll get a real surprise tonight. <laughs> That's part one of the Hardy family. More of Hollywood 360 after these words. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Hi, this is Carl Amari. I've started the Classic Radio Club, where each month you'll receive 10 of the greatest shows of all time on five CDs in a collector case. Join now and receive your first five-CD collection of 10 classic radio shows, regularly priced at $39.95 for only $4.99. Each month I'll hand-select 10 more of the greatest classic radio shows of all time from my library of 100,000 shows and send them to you on five CDs. And I promise they'll be superior sound quality and you'll never receive a duplicate show. Log on to ClassicRadioClub.com and we'll rush you your first five-CD collection with ten of the greatest classic radio shows of all time for only $4.99. Your first collection will feature Abbott and Costello, Sam Spade, Dimension X, Escape, Fibber McGee and Molly, Gunsmoke, Have Gun Will Travel, Inner Sanctum, Jack Benny, and Suspense. You're going to love the Classic Radio Club. Learn how to join at ClassicRadioClub.com. That's ClassicRadioClub.com. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. Well, next time, it's the conclusion to The Hardy Family from 1950, starring Mickey Rooney. Then it is part 10, the conclusion of The Cobra King Strikes Back on Adventures by Morse from 1946. You won't want to miss that. We'll see you next time right here on Hollywood 360.